Stephanie J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. I guess we can just talk about that. Yep, it's uh, besties with the breasties time. What's because we are going to talk about we're going to talk about your besties today. What are we yes. talking about? Yes, we're going to talk about your besties. Well, I have a friend who's struggling with a friend, and <laughs> long and short of it is, is I want to talk about friendships and how we can have a deep level of connection with our friendships. And maybe let's say you have a friend where something kind of comes up, and this I think this happens quite often, whether in your 20s, 30s, whatever, teenage years, like maybe you have a friend and suddenly maybe they act in a way where you're like, oh, I didn't see that side of you. And I've seen this happen many times. And this particular friend, her, one of her besties is acting in a way that she never noticed before. Um, And my example, this is an example of her specifically, just kind of an example would be somebody who's always really cool to you. And then maybe you go out to dinner and they treat the waiter really bad. And you're like, oh, I didn't think you were like that it's kind of like this happened to me in dating actually there was a guy who was I don't know he seemed cool and we went out to eat and he was shitty to the waitress and I was so embarrassed I was instantly turned off like I can't hang out with this guy it didn't matter that he was nice to me that he was great to me that he brought me flowers I was like you can't treat people like that so it's kind of like this like you feel gaslit by a friend they've Mm. always been cool to you but maybe you hear through the grapevine that they did something or you see another side of them that you never saw before and suddenly you're like I don't know how to address this, but I can't be friends with you anymore. And this particular friend is kind of just avoiding it. And I was kind of suggesting that maybe she have a conversation. So just kind of, this is where I want to talk about your friendships, Mm -hmm. how you show up to your friends, how do you have deep relationships with friends? And then maybe how do you break off a friendship or bring up something that you didn't see before? Yeah. So it's really interesting. If you think about, um, you know, I feel super grateful that I have like really amazing, small, but really tight group of friends. Like I know I have like four or five people in my life who, if I was struggling with something like majorly, I could go to them and I know they would hold it down. They wouldn't judge me. They would be there to support me. They would drop everything to help if I needed. And I feel like I feel like that's actually kind of rare at our age. I think what we see a lot of times, and and obviously not everyone, but I think we see a lot of, especially women will have like just big circles, especially if you're a mom. I think it's really easy to have a lot of like acquaintances slash people in your life who you just have commonalities with. So you're like, well, I guess we're friends, right? Like, and, and I think we live at the beach. There's a massive like volleyball community here. I wouldn't say anyone that I've met at the beach playing volleyball, hanging out, would I would never have them in my like inner inner circle. But Keith has like that dude probably has like 50 like people who he considers friends. And I'm like, that person's an acquaintance. You met them like one time. But so I do think there's a level to, you know, how do you um how do you interact with someone to sort of get to the bottom of that, of who they are as a person? And when you told me this story about your friend, I was kind of confused as to how they even got to that level of friendship before seeing this stuff. And mm-hmm. I guess, because I was just like, I feel like all of my inner inner circle people, 
like I feel like I know them so well, like that I would never be like sort of, and of course there's things that frustrate you or there's miscommunication or there's little things that come up that need to be addressed, but there's nothing like glaring that you're like, wow, we're completely different people. You know, like we're so different on these couple things. I think it's okay to have people like that in your like outer circle, but your inner circle, someone who you're, you consider to be a really close friend, it's almost like you have to, um, I don't want to say like you need a filtering system, but in a way, it's funny because we were talking before we turned on the mic about this concept we have in business called attraction marketing. Attraction marketing is where based on the kind of content that you put on the internet, whether it's on social media or your emails or how you're showing up online, the right person tends to find you. They find you based on, can this person help me? Is this person have a similar experience to me? Is this person like me on like an energetic level? Do, would we vibe together? Would we be able to hang out together? And the idea behind attraction marketing is that when you show up as your quote unquote authentic self, you tend to attract people who are like you, which is why whenever I run a program, I'm sure you've had the experience too, very rarely do I have everyone, anyone who's like a problem client, right? I have people who are just like maybe doing different things things. But for the most part, very rarely do I have anyone who doesn't, isn't on the level, isn't the same vibe as me, isn't very similar in personality to me. Every once in a while I have a client, I'm like, how did you get here? Right? Because the, the filtering system and sort of the attraction marketing makes it so that you guys find each other and it is sort of a perfect fit. And so I was saying to Danny before we turn on the mic that like you almost need to have attraction marketing for your friendships. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that the closeness of a friendship is a function of how open and vulnerable you've been about who you are. I remember my ex-husband actually said this one time. He was like, how can you expect people to love you if you don't have the courage to show them who you are? How can they love the real you, right? How, people don't love me. People don't appreciate me. People don't consider me. But you haven't given them all the information yet. And so I always start with, wow, I I haven't been showing up in a way that would filter this person out or not. And again, it's not a better or worse thing, right? Like everyone has their own personality quirks and things that that they do and that they like about themselves. But I think on a friendship level, if you're feeling like almost gaslit by someone in your life, probably you haven't been as transparent about who you are. Because at that point, if it wasn't a match, they'd probably just fall out of your life. You know, again, it's not a best, better or worse thing. It's just like, we're not a fit for friendship. And the same thing happens online. You know, one of the things we talked about is uh, this sort of polarization, right? This like attract or repel. You actually kind of want both. You want people being like, oh, Jill's great or Jill's just not for me. And one of the things that I do online, and it's not that this is a tactic, this is truly who I am, but cussing online, right? Like swearing online, that's a line in the sand. And it sort of gives people a heads up that like, maybe that's not for them. And it's cool if it's like, hey, that's kind of crass, or I don't know if I don't like that, or that makes get, make me feel some kind of way. Cool, then maybe I'm probably not your coach, right? But so you need to almost have these moments in your friendships and you're building these friendships where you do pull back the curtain and kind of show the people who you are. And that takes a level of vulnerability and a level of self knowledge and self-awareness to be able, able to even show someone in your life who you are. And so I feel like you and I have really done this well at times because there's been times in our friendship in the last, gosh, like what, six, seven years now that we have had to be really vulnerable with each other, not even in communication, but just like things happening in our life and being like, hey, mm -hmm. like I need you. Like, can you, I'm, I'm sorry to ask this, but can you drop everything and come and help me? And that feels really vulnerable, especially as 
an independent woman who is driven and ambitious, you know, but I know that those moments in our friendship have made all the difference. And I feel so much closer to you, not only because I know I could ask you that, but that you felt comfortable enough to ask me that. And to me, that just fortifies the relationship. And so you have to ask yourself, like, have I really been showing up as me? Have I given people all the information? And if I, if I'm noticing these things in my friendship, then maybe we haven't been as open and transparent as we maybe could. Mm, there's a million things you said that I'm sitting here nodding my head saying yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I think showing up all of you is a big, big piece of how other people respond to you, right? They can only respond to what they see. So if someone is, let's just use the restaurant example, if they're comfortable enough treating someone like shit in front of you, for so, not that saying it's your fault, but there must have been some reason that they thought you would be okay with that behavior. So let's just say that example again, if this happened, it's a good friend, or you thought you were really good friends and you thought you were on the same page and you would never do that, I think it does, the relationship is owed a conversation instead of phasing it out, you know, bringing it up like, hey, I, maybe this was just a bad day for you, but I noticed that you weren't treating someone really well. And I, it's just not something I would do. So maybe you want to share what you were feeling or what you were going through, because maybe it was an off day. But I do think there's a piece that if they feel comfortable around you doing that, then there must be a piece of you that hasn't been open and honest about who you truly are. And that's like a wild assumption, but I'm just thinking in like broad terms here. Why do you think people I, uh, avoid these conversations? Why do you think God, that people you know, don't have the hard conversations? <laughs> well, this is so interesting. And my girlfriend who brought this up to me, she goes, what would you what would happen with Jill if this was you and Jill? And I go, Jill would have brought this to me. <laughs> I said, she would have. And so it made me think about how we've had hard conversations over the last few years in, in our friendship and relationship. And I think that it's fear. You know, I think people are so afraid to lose a friend mm. that they would rather just sweep it under the rug and hold a judgment than bring it up and have potentially losing a friend or having some kind of conflict. I think there's fear of losing a friendship. There's fear of conflict. I am no longer afraid of conflict because I have found through history and through just proof that generally it either makes things better or if the relationship ends, like that's what it's meant to do. I would rather have the end of a relationship where I know it's not good for either one of us than just this like hanging on and us judging each other and this weird unspoken strange feelings mm -hmm. and I guess that might come with going through hard things losing out on you know losing my marriage losing I just like now I just want to know who's in my who's on my team and who's not I don't totally. need to dance around this and just like are you in or are you out let's just have this and it's conversation not a and get test. it's just more no. like I agree with you and I'll give you an example a friend of mine this was several years ago and I, I totally agree with you that I think we're scared to lose the relationship so that's one mm -hmm. of the things you have to ask yourself first going into these conversations is like am I okay? Like, yes, I'd be like devastated if you, if, if I brought something up to you and you were just like, Jill's a fucking bitch and like whatever. And like, you just couldn't handle the conversation. It would tell me everything I needed to know about the, the depth of our friendship, you know, like, or are you willing to talk through it and not acquiesce to me either? Right. Like it doesn't yeah. mean because I brought something up doesn't mean I'm right. It yeah. just means this is a thing 
and I need to talk about it. And I hope that you're willing to have a conversation about it too, because that will tell me everything I need to know about the relationship. But uh, a friend of mine who is a close friend of mine, but it was years ago when I was single and I was sort of dating someone. It wasn't like super serious, but I was dating someone for a couple of months, but like we weren't exclusive. We didn't really have those conversations. And I went on a date with someone else. And like, it was kind of just a fun like thing to try. And I was very much like, it just is what it is. And I was telling this friend of mine, it was a guy, I was telling about it. And he went off on me. He was like, Jill, you're dating someone else. I can't believe you went out with some, like you went on a date with that guy. And like, I was floored. And I was so surprised at the judgment because I had held it down for him when he was complaining about his relationship and all this kind of stuff. So we hung up the phone and I remember being like feeling really bad inside. And I was like, I just felt super judged by someone who I felt like was a really good friend of mine when like they didn't at all try to see it from, and I, I must've just struck a chord with him or something. So I called him back. <laughs> I called him back and I said, hey man. And I had the conversation of like, this could be it. I said, this could literally be the end of our friendship, but I have to say this. Mm. And I, I said to myself, so I called him back and I said, hey, I got to tell you, I feel really judged by that conversation we just had. And I really don't appreciate that, especially given the fact that I have listened to you talk through your own relationship and I have never judged you once for everything, all the complaints that you've had and things like that. I've been on your team. I've been on your side. I just want best for you. And I said, I really don't feel like that was that you gave me any level of empathy. And I, I don't have people in my life who treat me that way. That's what I said to him. And he was so apologetic. And he was just like, I'm so sorry. You're so right. And and it got to the point where I was like, okay, man, I get it. Like, you're sorry. I, I forgive you. Like, whatever. Got like over the top. Because I think he was just so um, surprised at my response. Because most people don't have, and I want to say it's, it wasn't confrontational, but it was certainly direct. And But I remember having that conversation myself like before I called him and I was like, this could be it for us. And can I handle that? And the answer is yes, I can't. I would much rather have us go our separate ways than feel that level of judgment. And just frankly, like what I felt like was cruelty from someone who's a good friend of mine. Like, why would I want that person in my life? And so you have to have that conversation too. And I feel like it's hard to have that first conversation if you've never had one because you have to ask yourself, am I okay losing this? But once you do, it's such a game changer and it's never comfortable, right? You never like want to have these conversations. You and I have definitely had a several of them in the last like six years and they haven't been blowouts or anything. Both of us have been willing to come to the table and be like, here's how I saw it. I apologize for that. Yes, I was in the wrong. I'm like both of us, you know, have to at times go, yeah, I wasn't, I didn't know it was a sensitivity of yours. You know, I'm sorry if I did that or I didn't know I was doing that. Right. And like, you have to be able to take ownership because you want to salvage the friendship. And yeah. I think, was it Tim Ferriss who was like, the quality of your life is going to be defined by your willingness to have difficult conversations? I really do believe that. And I feel like so many people avoid them. And we do need to get like maybe a communication expert or something on this podcast. But I mean, I feel like my life has, my friendships at least have truly transformed from honest communication. Welcome to Prime Video's Culture Rated Collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience 
by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. I've just been thinking about our relationship over the years and there's been so many times you could have been like, fuck Danny, I'm, she's an idiot and, and like we're not versa. friends. And, and it's, we just have been able to have these conversations. And like you said, they've never been easy. No one wants to, but it's in service of the relationship too, because there's times in the same with, whether it's with you or my partner or any people I've been dating, a lot of times I'm like, I need to get this off my chest and I want you to know like the, what I'm holding in and it's to come to an understanding. It's not necessarily to just throw this on you and be like, you made me feel like shit and you suck and I need an apology. But it's like, hey, I felt this way and I really need to understand because maybe I'm wrong here. And oftentimes I have been wrong in how I saw it, but I needed to share because otherwise I knew I was going to hold resentment and it was going to erode the relationship if I just kept it in. And so these hard conversations often are in service of the relationship, whether it's ending or staying. I've always felt closer to you, closer to anyone that I've had a hard conversation with after if we repaired it. And if we didn't repair it, I felt at least there was also an understanding in why we needed to end the relationship as it was. And that feels like there's closure too. Instead of leaving a weird mm -hmm. gap of anger and resentment and and negative feelings towards the other person. I think that you can end relationships and have peace around them instead of having anger and resentment too. And I, I think that that's super important as well. Yeah, no, it's funny because like uh, Keith is a little bit different. He's definitely had a couple of, and I think men are just maybe different because they just don't give a shit as much. He's very much been like, like I'm like, don't you want to talk to that guy about that thing? Like if he's like bothered by something, I'm like, you should talk to him about it. And he's like, no, I don't care enough. And I'm like, okay. But he, I, th I truly believe that he doesn't care enough. Whereas that would eat at me, right? Like that, I could never like just leave an open loop. Like that would just not be. And I realize that not everyone wants to be friends with someone who needs to close every loop. Like I understand yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> you know, not everyone wants like to over communicate everything all the time. But that's how I create intimacy in my friendships. When I say intimacy, I mean like emotional intimacy and safety and trust is through almost over communicating so that we can understand each other fully. And I think you you hit the nail on the head when you said it's not about having to prove your point. It's not about yeah. having to be right. It's about saying, hey, we're seeing this situation from two different angles. I want to learn more about how you're seeing it. And also I want to take responsibility for maybe some of the things, the part that I've played in this. And you have to 
you, you know, it's an ego death in a way. It needs to, you have to have a level of humility and a level of even confidence to be able to have that conversation. Because if you notice yourself getting defensive and like constantly feeling like you have to prove something, then chances are you're getting an ego hit. And that's fine. That's normal. That's human. But at the end of the day, like you said, if it's in service of the relationship, then it can't be about who's right and who's wrong. It needs to be about, hey, we want to just make this thing better. Personally, for me, I want to close this loop. And I just want to know. It's funny. It's like I tell my uh, my business students when they're doing sales calls, I'm like, just if it's going to be a no, let's get to the no. Right. Like yeah. if you just like don't like leave it open. Just make them make a decision. Are they in or are they out? Right. And so at least if it's a no and they're out and the friendship ends, at least you can move on, right? Where if it's an open loop and you're not having a conversation, and like I said with Keith, I think he's fine just being like, I never talked to that dude again. I'm like, okay, but that would eat away at me. And so I think it depends on like, you know, and, and this again <laughs> is a filtering system for who's going to be your friend. It's yeah. like, if you're not able to hang with a conversation, we're probably not going to be close. And it doesn't, and again, there's plenty of people who don't want to always have <laughs> these closed loop conversations and they're just fine letting things just be open and be un, you know, resolved. So I think that that alone is your willingness to have a conversation alone is a filtering system in your relationships. I was just uh, watching slash listening to this uh, podcast interview of Simon Sinek. And the interviewer was asking him about his like non-negotiables or things he wants in a relationship because he was kind of talking about how he was lonely. So he, he called it the three plus one. So basically three things was emotional compatibility, physical compatibility, and intellectual compatibility. But the plus one was circumstance. So his example was, you know, maybe he finds someone and they fit all three things, but he said, well, like this woman was married and in another life, maybe they would have been together, but obviously she was in another relationship or he met a woman who fit all three, but she lived in another continent and he wasn't willing to move and she wasn't willing to move. So there was a circumstance. So the reason I bring that up was earlier in the conversation, you said, how would you even get to that point in the friendship where you didn't notice these things? And my thoughts now are that a lot of things are circumstance. So maybe you become really close to someone in whatever your life circumstances are. Maybe you have a mom group and you hang out a lot with them, but then you go on a vacation with them and you see them in another light because they got some kind of uh, travel you know, anxieties or we've talked about traveling with a partner and how it just makes you, you really see someone's true colors right when they travel. So maybe there was some kind of delays with the bags and the person flips out on the airline and starts screaming and you're like, whoa, okay, oh. wait, we can just chill here or whatever the circumstances change. So I think that we can kind of get duped in a way if we only see our friends in a certain space and then when we see them in another circumstance and they change they may have never changed you just were never put in that circumstance with mm. them before and you and I have seen each other in so many different circumstances that we've been able to navigate through those but I do think that that would be the one caveat where you maybe missed something because you've only seen them in one specific area and you didn't see them in another where they're true colors come out in, in a different space. Yeah, that's so good. I'm glad you brought that up. That's so true. You know, and it, and also if people's circumstances change, you know, as, mm -hmm. as someone who doesn't have children, if I have a friend who has a kid, maybe she not wanted to hang with me as much, you know, and, and these friendships, it's not that they need to necessarily uh, end, but they're definitely going to change. And instead of that person maybe being in your inner, inner circle, maybe they just go like one rung out, 
And now all of a sudden it's like, cool, we're still friends, but we don't hang like we used to. Yeah. And that's okay too, right? And then honoring the the iteration of that relationship and realizing that, you know, it doesn't mean like forever, but it means like for this time or for this season that maybe we're not going to be super close. It doesn't mean that we still can't love each other from afar and appreciate each other from afar, but maybe we're not going to be spending, you know, seeing each other every single week like we did at one point, you know? So um, we also did an episode, I think it was, gosh, it must've been like four or five years now on, it was one of our earliest ones on, on outgrowing people. Yeah. And again, Again, it's not a better or worse thing, but what happens when you're feeling that way? And I read something recently about how for a lot of our, especially relationships that you had when you were younger, you almost feel this obligation to like keep it going because you're like, well, we have so much history. And I think you're different people at 40 than you were at 20. And I know for me, even when I see people who I was really close with in my 20s, we only ever talk about the shit we were doing in our 20s. And which is fun to like reminisce for a time, but then it's like, I don't know you at 40, you know? Like we don't yeah. really know each other at 40. It's not really much to say. I um was I was in this group text with, um, it's my 20-year college reunion this year. It's 20 years for, I graduated in 2003. And so uh, I lived with three other girls. There were four of us and we were all really close in college and they all have kids now and they're all, one's in Texas, one's in North Carolina, one's in New Hampshire, I'm out in LA and we don't talk regularly at all. But we've been in a group text a little bit in recent months and there's like nothing to fucking say. Like there's just nothing to say. It's like, are you going? And it's like, probably not you know but then it's like and then we kind of laugh because like an old song will come on someone will be like oh my god it's nelly and like we're like you know and it's it's like funny yeah but there's actually no uh content for that relationship because you only know them as the person who you were with 20 it doesn't mean you don't wish them the best but i think it's okay to have you know these the seasons for these relationships and it doesn't mean it's bad but i think that most of us will go through that oh for sure it's i actually have a friend that I was really good friends with in, I want to say, eighth grade, ninth grade, and a little bit of 10th grade. Haven't really talked to her since. And just recently found out, she reached out to me because she saw some posts about my mom on Facebook. And her mom also had cancer, was in hospice a couple months ago, and she just passed away. And she asked me to go out to coffee. So I haven't seen her in 20 five plus years and we're going to go to coffee next Saturday but just because circumstances change she just Mm -hmm. wants to reach out to someone who also lost their mom and I'm sure we don't have a lot of other stuff to talk about but I think just those circumstances we'll be able to connect on and hopefully I can give her some insight and peace and just not feeling alone but again it's back to we're probably not going to stay really close friends, but at this time in her life, we'll have something to talk about. And it's mm-hmm. just really interesting how we can connect on some things. And I don't know, I, I'm i sure we won't be talking much about eighth grade because I don't have a lot of memories. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it'll be nice to catch up to someone. But we, we, we haven't had this longstanding friendship that's been going ongoing for the last 25 years. Right. But we can connect on different times and then let friendships fade in and out. And I like your example of like the rungs. It's like there's people who are your close tight circle and then there's like the next level, the next level. And sometimes people move in and out of those circles and it's totally okay. But I think ultimately uh, your your close circles, you build those close circles by having these harder conversations and by going through different life circumstances with them and by 
moving through challenges and going through hard things. And I think that's what makes them your close circle. Yeah. I mean, and back to that example I gave you with my guy friend who, uh, we had that, you know, thing where he was kind of like judgmental. And I said, Hey man, it's because I care about this relationship that I'm actually bringing this up to you. Mm. If I didn't care about a relationship, I wouldn't have called you back, you know? And so that like at the end of the day, that really is it is like, yes, you have to be willing to have these conversations if you want to salvage the relationship. Cause otherwise it's just like, how deep can you really go? If there, if you leave a ton of things unsaid or things yeah. that are resentments or, you know, things that are just piling up. And I think we would both agree that neither one of us would want someone close to us to hold on to that stuff. You know, I'd be devastated if I found out that there was something I was doing that was extremely upsetting to you and you never brought it up to me. I would be yeah. devastated. And so when you think to yourself, oh, I don't want to bring this up because it's hard or it's uncomfortable, think of it from the other person's perspective. If they found out that they were doing something that was upsetting to you, they would be devastated if you didn't bring it up. You know, and I know that like the times we have had those conversations, both of us have said, you know, thank you so much for bringing this up. Like I know it's hard and I just really appreciate it. I would be devastated if you didn't. And so it is always in service to the relationship. So it's a lot easier said than done. But uh, I think if you can rip the bandaid off and have that first one, I think it does get a lot easier after that. Well, so good. I got nothing else to add on that. All righty, so. <laughs> y'all. Well, that's all we have for you guys. Uh, if you have anything going on in your life that you would love to get our take on, or maybe this conversation has brought up something else that you would like to chat with us about, go ahead and send us a DM on Instagram at the Best Life Podcast. And don't forget that we have Meme Mondays now on the Best Life Podcast, and we are doing video as well. So you guys are, uh, if you're not following us on Instagram, please follow us at the Best Life Podcast so you can get all the juicy details about the latest episodes. All right, y'all, that is all we have for you. We will see you on the next one. Talk to you soon. Bye, guys. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.